Happy Monday, everyone. It's January the 31st. Uh, tomorrow is February. Um, I think we're going to be in another uh, year like we were last year, and time is flying by so quickly. Uh, this morning, I want to talk to you from the book of Judges um, about Gideon. I do think I probably had this um, Bible lesson before, uh, but for some reason it was on my mind again over the weekend to really go back in. And so I reread Gideon. I started with Deborah's song, which was in Judges 5. And then um, where we really get introduced to Gideon is chapter 6. But it was in my heart to talk about this particular story in the Bible um, because I think it is very relatable to a lot of the things that we go through uh, on a daily basis with our doubting and sometimes our fear or our feelings of inadequacies. So I felt like this would just be a really good topic to go to. And so the Holy Spirit led me to this and I want to share it with you today, this morning. So I, obviously I'm not going to read all of the chapter, um, but I will put it in the description box because I do think it's a, a wonderful story of how, um, you know, we can question and challenge God to a point sometimes when we feel like, you know, Lord, are you sure you're really asking me to do this? Because, you know, either we feel like we can't achieve what he's asking us to do. We feel like we're too weak to do it. And so this is just a beautiful story showing that, you know, God works with us through any of our uh, shortcomings and what have you. So Gideon, I'm going to start, I'm just going to read chapter uh, chapter 6, verse 15, and I'll skip through and read a, diff- a couple of scriptures, but not the, not the entire chapter. Actually, it went on more than just this chapter, but so chapter 6, verse 15 says, Pardon me, Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my family. How many of us has felt like Gideon in that we are the least in our family, you know, or maybe we feel that our family is weak in some regard or not strong enough or, you know, big enough. And Gideon was approached by an angel when he was working out in the the wheat fields and the angel of the Lord told him that God was going to use him and this is Gideon's question to the angel you know but like how can you use me I mean I'm I, I, I come from a small family and you know and I'm the least out of all of my brothers uh and why would you pick me but then you know the angel continued to to relay the message that God had gave him to tell Gideon and Gideon was obviously like most of us would feel honored right and so what would we want to do is uh, go and and make a feast and so Gideon prepared a feast for the Lord and he asked that if the angel of the Lord would just wait till he came back and he did Um, and basically the angel of the Lord took the staff that he had in his hand and he touched the food that Gideon had prepared and and it just was consumed in this big ball of flame or fire, which was the spirit or God taking up the, the food that 
Gideon had prepared for him. And I don't know if you guys remember, but just last week I was talking about how, you know, serving God, whatever it is that you have, that you're getting ready to eat, that you're getting ready to put into your body and offering it to him as a sacrifice and giving that to him and looking back here and seeing what Gideon did and Gideon had, you know, when he got the best goat that he could. And he, you know, prepared the meat and he made the broth and he made the unleavened bread. And he wanted to give that to God because, you know, he was honored that he had been chosen by God to go and do this, even though he had doubt. So Gideon had doubt that God had actually found favor in him. And so like us, Gideon had asked God for a sign. Now, you know, Maybe you might not have asked, ever asked God to give you a sign if he told you he wanted you to do something. But I can tell you many times I, I have found myself like Gideon and asking God, Lord, please give me a sign. If, if you really want me to do this, please show me. And sometimes we get those signs the way we need to see them. And sometimes we don't get those signs the way we need to see them. But we know in our heart of hearts that Yes, you were called to do a job and because you're scared or you feel inadequate um, to carry out that task, we put God to the challenge and and we've all done it. And I don't think we do it in a way that uh, is, is arrogant. I think we do it in a way of just our own insecurity or uncertainty about can I really do what you're asking me to do, God? Because, you know, some of the things that we're called to do is very scary. And a lot of people will fight, fight, fight to find any way to say, "Mm, no, that's not what he's asking me to do. So I think, you know, Lord, if you really want me to do this, you need to show me this or this way. So still on chapter six, verse 36, Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have promised, look, I will place a wool fleece on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece and all the ground is dry, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you said. So that was the first task or the ask that Gideon had gave God. If you really want me to save Israel, little old weak me, you know, I don't have a big family or anything or any, you know, major followers or lots of friends. Lord, make this wool fleece wet with the dew and all the ground around it. Let it stay dry. Well, God did it. (laughs) The next morning, Gideon woke up. Sure enough, the fleece was wet, but the ground around it was dry. And so you would have thought that Gideon would have been like, okay, yeah, I know I got to go do this. I know I don't really want to, but I know I got to do it because he showed me that was the sign I asked him. I specifically asked God to show that to me and he did. But then what does Gideon do? Poor Gideon did what I know I would have done. And he asked God for yet another sign. Uh, But he didn't, again, he did not ask for a sign in an arrogant way. Lord, if you want me to do this, then you better, then you need to make sure that this happens next. No, he didn't say it that way. You know what Gideon said? Gideon was humble, even in his, his second request that he made to God. He said, do not be angry with me. 
He says, let me make just one more request and allow me one more test with the fleece, but this time make the fleece dry and let the ground be covered with dew. And that night God did so. Only the fleece was dry and all the ground was covered with dew. So again, God is a patient God. He is. And I know that there are going to be people that might hear this and think he's not patient with me, but yes, he is. He's patient with all of us. We all question him. We all challenge him. We've all put God to the test, so to speak, which we shouldn't, but we do. But he knows we're going to do that. And that's why he still has mercy and grace that he bestows upon us because he knows what we're going to do before we even realize what we're going to do. And so God once again gave Gideon that sign so that he would know he was covered and that God was going to be with him. God was going to give him the victory. And God allowed Gideon to defeat the Midianites, their enemies, with not a thousand men, not 500 men, not 300 men, but a hundred men. And not only the amount of men that God gave Gideon, but what he gave Gideon and those men to defeat these thousands of people with. Do you know what that was? God told them to have a trumpet and empty jars and to shout. That's what those hundred men used by the glory of God, the Holy Spirit's power to defeat. And it made their enemies run and cry and flee off into the mountains. Because when the Holy Spirit poured down and those hundred men did exactly what they were told to do by a God, which was blow those trumpets, crash those or or break those empty jars, it was like thunder. It was like a mass. I mean, I. I can just imagine the sounds of that echoing through the countryside or through the land. And these men with swords in their hands end up turning on themselves and killing each other and and running and fleeing and crying. And they were running and fleeing and crying for men that were blowing the spirit of God's, the, the, the air that was coming out of their lungs to blow into these trumpets and the clashing of these jars or the breaking of these jars defeated this army of Midianites, defeated them completely. So Gideon ended up living for a long, long time after this. He lived for an old, old age. And um, for 40 years, that land had peace. 40 years that land had peace. So I don't know what someone is going through. I don't know what your story is, but I've said it before and I still believe it. And I will carry this with me until the day that I transition from this world to the next. I do believe that every story in this Bible, and I believe that God's words will never fade away from the earth. I believe that we can say what we want and say it was written by man and that man changed it and altered it. But I know that there's truth 
in the writings. I know that there are truths in my father's messages to us throughout these decades, throughout all of the time uh, when all of this information was recorded. And reading these stories brings it to life. It, it puts things into perspective. And it shows that people even back then are going through what we go through right now, which is fear, which is failure, which is I'm not good enough, which is I'm not strong enough, which is I'm not capable. Why don't you pick somebody else to go do the things? But God wants to show that he can use the least of us to do the greatest things. If we just give him our faith, if we just believe that he will be with us in battle, no matter what we're fighting or going through, I really believe that this is the message that he continues to try to show us uh, and to tell us that you're not, you're never alone. You're never going out to fight alone. He is with us and he will give us the strength. He will equip us with the, the ability to do things that we feel that we can't do, that you know what, that we can't do without him. He's absolutely right. There's things that we cannot do a lot of things, everything actually, that <laughs> we cannot do without him. But if we put our trust in him and if we believe that he is not going to leave us and just call us to do something and then not show up, if we just believe, if we have that ability to have that type of faith, he will show you how he can defeat your enemies and the, the roadblocks and the things that are standing in your way if you just trust him. And this is what Gideon's story in the book of Judges shows us, is that you can have the victory and you don't have to have massive uh, amounts of people on your side. All you need, all you need is God, the Father. All you need is the Holy Spirit. All you need is one, one being. That's all. And he can defeat your enemies and give you peace in your mind, in your life, uh, but we just have to believe. So I will put this in the description box. Um, please go back and read it. Uh, uh, read, even if you only read maybe five minutes a day, even if you just read a couple of scriptures, start somewhere this year in 2022. If you haven't done it, if you have done it and you've kind of slacked like I have, get back into it. It's never too late. It's never too late to start. Just start. You'll have so, so much peace, more peace than you can even imagine. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to come rushing into you right away, but I do believe if you continue and you stay faithful to what you're doing and what you're trying to learn and have this intimacy with God, I believe that you will have that opportunity to have time with Him and to, you know, sit with him and, and share a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or your food that you're eating and, and just spend time with the father all right guys that's all i got for you today be blessed this is the last day of january i'll talk to you tomorrow bye